Hello and welcome to the Talking Wednesday podcast. This is another solo episode like we did near Christmas. Dex is out this week and you've got me. So hopefully I can do a good enough job for you all. So let's let's talk about this do the housekeeping usual thing. There's no review to talk about. If you could please leave reviews on all the podcast platforms. So Podchaser, Apple, Apple Podcasts. Uh, Podbean, I think, do it. Uh, check out our social media, Talking Wed. You'll see the match, match reactions afterwards there. And some of the stuff we'll talk about there as well. There's the Instagram page. And I believe there's a TikTok. We're not using it as much yet. There is the Discord where you will have more of a chance of getting your community topics read out if you're on the Discord, we've got a channel in there for that. If you get in touch with Dex, he'll open it up and start getting more people in as well. We're just doing it as a slow, slowly getting people in because we had some issues with it early doors, but it's all now sorted. But yeah, there is a Dex Day to watch tonight though. Even though Dex is not on the podcast tonight, today, there is a Dex Day to watch on the on the channel tonight. Uh, Wigan game. So watch this podcast and then watch the watch along with Dex, uh, 7.45, be there, come and watch it, come join in the fun and the uh, community topics, and yeah, and b- enjoy the episode, and just enjoy this episode, enjoy the match, and let's get into the games that we've had. So, the first game we had was a 2-0 win versus Morecambe, we played some really good football in that game, really attacking, it was great to get Joe Byers on the score sheet again. They did have chances in that game, though. And this game was more talking about what happened in the first half alone. You lose Harley Dean five minutes in, player that don't get many injuries. We'll talk about it more in detail in later on in the podcast. You get Fizz, goes down injured, and then we lose Windath as well. It also had the situation in that game. There were four substitutions due to their goalkeeper having concussion. He went down once and went down again. It was a concussion injury. So the new rules are if there's a concussion player, both sets of players get an extra sub, which is very handy for considering the injury we had. They did have chances in the game to make it 1-1, but we defended really well. Hutch with some fantastic defending on the line. It was really good defending, to be fair. Um, he, he just stood there, headed it, got it away, and... It was nice to see us putting our bodies on the line in this game and trying to go for that win and hold on. But we do seal it up with a Mendes Lang winner in the 90th. It was a lucky deflection. It wasn't going in, let's be honest. With you. It was not going in until that deflection. Uh, wicked deflection goes in and great to get all three points. Now, in this game, we didn't have Darren Moore on the sideline. He tested positive. Uh and we were all just hoping he was going to get well soon because we didn't want him to go through what happened last time when he had um, a positive result. It hit, him, it hit him for six. And it was one of those things. We played some really good football in that game. We looked really well, even though we had the injuries. And yeah, it put us in good stead for the Burton game. Now, the Burton game starts and Darren Moore is on the touch line. Uh, after the game, he turned around and said that he drove down himself, got in the car, told the doctor he had a negative result. 
Doctor, I think you can go if you want. Darren Moore jumps in his car. And I don't don't think the players knew he was coming at that point. I think he just turned up, got there. They've looked on the sideline gone, oh, the gap is here. Right, brill. Uh, but Burton game, it was a very dodgy pitch. It was, it was your typical League One pitch. And that's no disrespect to Burton, but you do get those kind of pitches. And let's be honest, our pitch ain't looking great at the moment. It's looking a bit ropey. But we got our third straight League One victory, and it was great. It was a 2-0 win versus Burton. It was a good corner routine done by Bannon and Lang. We've been saying on this podcast for a while, we're not a fan of Barry Bannon's corners. Barry Bannon's corners does pretty much everyone's heads in. Uh, They're just really poor. They sometimes don't beat the first man. And you want them to do better. This was smart. Driven in low by Lang to Byers. It was a little bit uh, scrappy. Got the volley across though. Makes it 1-0. And it's his second consecutive goal in many games. And he's looking like the person we were wanting him to be. And the person who going forward we were hoping he was going to be. He's had injury issues. But he looks like he's coming back from them now. And it was a really good goal and it settled up quite well they they had a situation where as we got the ball in again a really good header by story just before half time of well and it could have been two two nil before half time we looked really good and we were looking really positive but they got back into the game they really did get back into the game. They had plenty of opportunity to equalise. But Bailey Peacock Fowler stood up to it well. Really good save. Uh, outstretched to his leg and really did do well to keep us in it. But we had the situation where we're not that great at uh, finishing games off. This game we did again. And it was great to see. A shot comes in from Barry Bannon. Uh, so puts his toe out. To it, it goes down as so goal because he diverted it in. Bannon's celebrating one way, so going the other way. And Patterson for Shitson, yep, is just enjoying it. He's having a good time. He's loving doing the like celebration. And yeah, it was a good time to see him all smiling. But again, they have chances right near the end of that game. Um uh, Smashed the post, and they were so close to getting back into it. If you look at the stats, they have 13 shots to our eight. Six of them were on target, four on target for us. They had a penalty shout as well in this game. There was some fan trouble in this as well. Um, the assistant referee, she got some questionable stuff said, said to her, which wasn't nice, and we don't want to see that at all. Come on, be better, Wednesday fans. Um, I know it's football, but we're in a day and age where females want to be officials and we've got to treat them with respect. That's someone's daughter, that's someone's uh, wife. Let's be nicer. And there's a thing thrown on the pitch and it wasn't really a good weekend for football in that in general because you had the Leicester fan come on and punch the Forest fan. I don't want to go into it too much because it's nothing to do with the football itself, but just do better because it needs to. The possession stats in this were 51% to Burton to R49. 
And we looked good. We looked like really good for the win. And that three on the bounce now we got, which is fantastic. So you really want to see us improve and carry on this to Tuesday night versus Wigan. In League One, there were some games midweek as well. Donny got smashed by Rotherham 5-0. Uh, Bolton won 2-0 versus Cambridge. Charlton won 3-2 on Saturday. Really good win for them. Shrewsby won 1. Red card for Fleetwood. Really stupid thing he said as well. Shouldn't be saying that to a referee. Lot of red cards this weekend as well. 1-1 versus Morecambe versus Bolton. The Morecambe-Bolton game also had some incidents in it where the actual equaliser for this game happened on the 14th minute of added time. Uh, both sets of players got sent out off the pit to go think on the 88th minute and then brought them back out and just really need to be improved again. Situation keep happening like this and it's not good for the game. A fantastic win for Donny. 2-1 winners versus uh, Manila Sunderland. As it stands, it looks like Roy Keane's favourite for that job, which will be interesting. But Sunderland, as I'll show on the table, are doing that kind of thing where they're slipping a little bit and they need to keep going. They're, they're very hot and cold, this Sunderland team. They're very inconsistent. Reminds me of the Sheffield Wednesday, to be honest with you. Uh, Rotherham 1-0 versus Atkinson Stanley. Great win for Rotherham. It was a really good goal as well. Silly handball on the line by Richard Wood. I think he's going to be out for their next match and not the Wednesday game next Sunday. Um, so we'll see. Um, but Addy Owen there with the shot. We'll talk about that a bit more later. Uh, it's with 1-0 versus Gillingham. Gillingham put up a good fight in that and they looked decent. We got the 2-0 win. Uh, Wickham versus Cambridge were postponed. MK Don 2, Lincoln City 1. Annoyingly, Theo Corbin knew was quite involved in a lot of their goals, which got my goat up. And then a 3-2 win for Otford versus Portsmouth and a, two stunning goals to win that game as well from Otford. And the red card wasn't red. And Otford are looking good this year. They're carrying on where they left off last season. They're looking like they're having that push. And we could be regretting the game against them not taking our chances because they are looking really good. If you look in the table... Um, Rotherham are top on 62 points. We are in 7th place on 49 points. Three straight wins now. Can we make it 4 on Tuesday? We'll see. Did the watch along tonight anyway. So please join us for that. Wickham are on 52. Otford 53. Like I said, Sunderland 54. They're dropping out a couple of weeks ago. They were second. I think they were top actually. So they, they need to pick up some... Big points soon. And Donny and Gillingham and crew all on 22 points. So that could go till the end of the season. Uh, the playoffs and the relegation. So it will be interesting to see what happens there. So let's go on to the news. So Sheffield Wednesday, Red Flags, Yoga and Middlewood Road. Behind the scenes of Al's injury into investigation. Um. So... We'll read, we'll read some of the article and Dex has left me some stuff to talk about as well. So we'll put it in, in here what his thoughts are. The frustration comes from the fact that it's nothing new. It's a problem that's hung over Shepherd, the club too long and thoughts it's modern era. Though the reigns of new managers, new players, new medical teams and new training schedules. 
Messrs. Carvel, Lukai, Bruce, Monk, and more have all faced the curse of Wednesday's injury crisis at one time or another. It's a theme of the club can seem can't seem to shake. Tuesday's win over Morecambe came at a high price with key trio Har- Harley Dean, Josh Windass, and Fizz Delibashiru hobbling out the map with all that looks like nasty injuries. It means when the current 10, 13 players out injuries, may, many of them long-term, is a l- ridiculous number that follows on a similar crisis that in November, Darren Moore described as the worst he's seen in 30 years of football. The sheer bad luck you feel if you didn't keep happening time and time again, though it is initially believed that the players had to undergo isolated testing to better understand any cause of the their injury issues. It has since become clear that particular styles of testing is unsuitable for mid-season and that other med- methods were completed, producing interesting results. The isolated test will have to wait for the summer. Darren Moore went on to say, we found there was half a dozen players that definitely Definitely biomechanic weaknesses in their bodies. More said on the details fulfilled by La- Rob Lee last, last year. Those players have been de- defined and specialised programmes by putting places in those areas. These are real red flags in terms of where they were at. We're constantly working with them twice a week and we're looking to make them stronger. So, as Dexter said, we've heard a bit about this in- investigation before but not too much came from it. And it's not a secret that there seems to be something wrong with the training ground at Wednesday. And he's right, there is something definitely wrong. But I think it's luck is to play into it too, with Harley Dean especially not playing for long and then doing back-to-back games. The stress on that is most likely the cause of his injury. And I think that was bound to happen with Harley Dean. Like Dex said, it was an issue. But I do believe there are some curses on the club because it ne- it it never seems anything like this. And again, it was a situation where it keeps happening time and time again. So the Wednesday Moore also said that after certain sessions, we allow the muscle to cover and then stretch them over stretching when the players are fatigued, so their body get used to game in game. Muscles do get fatigued, but doing yoga sessions and training them is important. These are things we're introducing because they're testing. We did with the whole squad after looking at their bio- biometrically. One of the areas far from concern when it comes to the root of Wednesday's injury woes, the club training ground and the playing surface at Hilfer. Steve Bruce hinted as much during his short time at Wednesday. The fact that no one can fault the club for not attempting to put right investments have been put in to improve the playing surface at both Middle World Road and Hilfer in recent years. At the outset, their modern injury woes, £100,000 were put into a recovery facility and a new gin. Sources of close to players past and present have confided to Star that while the surfaces are an area of concern, it's unlikely to be the sole reason for the club's issue. Speaking to the Star, Captain Barry Bannon expressed his frustration at repeated difficulties at the club and had been in suggesting that some of his su- success in terms of staying fit comes down to personal responsibility. It's one of the several quirks of situations that he, Liam Palmer and Jack Hunt are some players who have spent most time at the club have also all three are most injury free. I'm quite lucky to say fit for my challenge for time here, Bannon said, but I'm going to be quite honest, I'm not one of those people who is doing hours in the gym trying to d- do everything to prevent injury. 
I'm a bit more old school where I know my body needs. I find that I do too much in the day and start creating problems. I tend to stick to, to doing some core. It's different for everyone. You know your own body program. You can touch on when, where I am with my body. I know my own body and I know what I need. I'm 31. I've been quite lucky at this point and I stick to what is right now. We had great thought scientists. We put out a program. We all look after it. I can't really put a finger on why these injuries. There's obviously some, some you can prevent the nature of football, but the muscle injuries are preventable. We need to look into that and make it better. It's hurting us as a squad. Hurting them, in it's a problem that needs to be addressed quickly. And again, as Barry Bannon has said, a good article by the star, we need to do better with trying to figure out what's causing these injuries because it's getting more and more of an issue that we need to figure it out because we can't keep having this season after season oh we got this injury we got injury that injury let us know what you think about this one i'd like to know your thoughts on it and what do you think wednesday could do better do we need to move to another training facility which i still think we do need to but it's finding land i think at the moment our club got i think it's four pitches and that's including the indoor when you look at mk dons who are in league one themselves they have seven pitches and it says it all, really. So, Louis Wing breaks his silence on Sheffield Wednesday exit in an emotional open letter. Louis Wing has penned an emotional goodbye to Middlesbrough and Sheffield Wednesday fans after signing permanently for Wickham Wanderers, the Examiner Live says. The Owls only loan cut his deal short at Hilper to join the Chairboys on a full-time deal ending his association with Middlesbrough in the process. Wing struggled to make an impact after Shef- after signing for Sheffield Wednesday in the summer and was left out the previous match day squad before his deadline exit. While his time in Sheffield didn't work out, Wing has insisted he enjoyed his time with the club and thanked fans for their support. I always knew the day might come I had to say farewell and goodbye forever, Wing said on his Instagram account. Lastly, I would like to say thank you to everyone at Sheffield Wednesday. I thought although things didn't plan out how I would have hoped, I still have amazing few months with some incredible players and staff, and for that, I will be forever thankful. So, as we know, Wing left us late, late on on the transfer window. It didn't give us much time to bring in another player, sadly. It would have been nice to see us get someone else in, but we just couldn't get it in, get it done in time, and it, this deal happened late. This deal happened late. A lot of people were saying, <coughs> excuse me, a lot of people were saying how, yeah, we don't need him, but I said on Twitter we were needing the cover, and then you see what happened to Fizz Tuesday night, and it just one of those things. It it, it had that kind of, it, if it was going to happen, it was going to happen to Wednesday. So let us know what you think about that one, and good luck to him at Wiccan Wanderers. Don't go against us when you play up, please. Latest... Uh, Latest news with another injury as uh, January signing John Jules only joined us on loan in January is injured. Uh, Didn't have a great spell at Blackpool on loan in the first half of the campaign. The 20-year-old had made just one sub-appearance for Wednesday the 1-0 win over Ipswich Town the end of last month. Now, however, it seems as that the striker will be have to too late for quite some time before he's able to get back on the pitch. Seems like it's a quad injury. 
And the Dexter said, I'm concerned about this one. We've been saying for a while that we are too reliant on Gregory and Barahino. Wasn't meeting expectations. John Jewell coming in seemed to give us another option, but this just leads us back to square one. Even where considering Gregory the injury, the only silver lining is our midfield and wingers seem to be finding goals. But going to keep the run going, we need to have all areas of the pitch fit and in form. And he's right here. Losing Windass was a big blow for us as well midweek because he had come in and he'd been such a revelation in how he played. He's really done well. When he's played, he's really looked like the business going forward. He's helped us get everything sorted. There was a good stat that came through from, I think it was Alex Miller at the start, turning around and saying how Windak coming in really did help us a lot. Just give me a moment. My camera's been a pain. There we go. Sorry about that. So, John Jewell being injured was a, a massive blow for us yet again. And <clears throat> we need to get this sorted because, again, a quad injury is a long, long injury for Wednesday. And we can't keep having this injury situation. Go back to what I just said in the one about injuries. So hopefully, are we looking at free agency to see who's around? You don't get many strikers who are free agent though. So let's see what happens and hopefully we can get something sorted. So some exits for Wednesday. <coughs> pardon, me. Uh, pardon me there. Addy Owen go to Atkinson Stanley. Uh, it's a permanent deal. It was bound to happen. As Dex says, I'll miss saying his name and Steve's reaction. <laughs> but he did well for Atkinson on Saturday versus um, Rotherham. He won them the penalty. And it's one of those where he's at an age where he needs to play, play, be playing first-team football week in, week out. He really does need to be playing every week. And the problem you've got is that we don't have enough players in that position, like we just said. He could have been one that could have now got a chance due to John Jewell being out, with Windap being out, Gregory being out. We don't know how long till Gregory's back. I've seen some people say it could be the end of February. Uh, and we keep hearing, like, the end of February for certain players, which is good. I think I, think I offer one of them. But it would have been nice to have someone in to cover the striking position because we don't have enough in that position and we're missing a key striker, key player, and it needs to be done better. And if we can try and find someone, even if we get someone at the academy, uh, Hagen was meant to be doing good. And I've seen a lot of people say Calamartry, but he can't play yet. He's, he's not 17 yet. He's not signed a pro deal. And the thing with him, you don't want too many eyes looking at him if we can keep him. Come Man City are now look, looking at him as well. But Addy Owen, good luck at Atkinson Stanley. The same rule go to you, though, that I said about wing. Good luck, but don't go against us when we play you. So let's do rank, ranking this transfer window. The, the window just passed, as we know, and these are some of the signings that we've got in. We've got John Jules, Harley, Harley Dean, and J Jordan Story. Now, John Jules, we've only seen one appearance from him. From what he did at Donny before he got injured, 
He was very crucial with how they did, but he got injured, and again, he's injured now. It was looking like a really good bit of business by Wednesday. He worked with Darren before. He already knew how to play under Darren, and it just didn't work out again due to the injury. Um, Harley Dean was a fantastic little bit of business. Yeah, we'd only seen him play one game fully due to the injury, sadly, uh, due to him not playing much football. But he come in, he's organised that back four. He's vocal. He's a strong player. He's an experienced pro. With him and, say, Hutch side by side, is fantastic. You've got two experienced pros playing some good football. Dean was just orchestrating it. That first game he played in, he was vocal. He shouted. There was a bit in the game where he literally just went, keep your heads, come on, keep your heads up. And he's obviously seen that we are a team that struggle with um, that kind of concentration. So having that kind of pro in is helpful. We are paying a lot of his wages. Apparently, he's on like 23000 So apparently, we're paying a lot of it. But we need a defender. This window was crucial. We needed defenders and probably a striker. We got two defenders in and a striker. Granted, these two are injured. Jordan Story came in from Preston. Now, the difference between Story and Dean, Story's played a lot of games this season. Story has played a hell of a lot of games. He's been he's been in and out of that Preston team, and he's looked really good. He looked solid. He looked good when he come up for corners. He nearly scored one at the weekend versus Burton. He looks like a very solid pro and knows what he's doing. Now, interestingly, Jordan Story is the player that uh, if you'd seen the clip going round with uh, Lyle Taylor pressing, it was Jordan Story who Lyle Taylor was having a, a little bit of a pop at. But at the same time, it's what we needed. We needed defenders. We needed a striker. We got defenders and we got a striker. Could we have done with a midfielder just in case? Yes. But I think our midfield is very strong or was very strong at that point at the transfer window. But we did need to recruit in these positions, and we did well. Hopefully, Dean won't be too long of an injury. John Jules, we're hearing like it's quad injury, so that could be a long time. But really good window for us. We needed defenders. We got the two defenders in. And the thing is, we got um, oh Gibson coming back on Monday. Uh, so he's back at Wednesday now, which is good. So if he's back as well, that's another body in. And the Signs that I offer and Dunkley could be close as well. But I think it's been an okay transfer window considering we can't pay for anyone and we're having to do loans and we're having to deal with all that kind of situation that we've had all this season. So good window. Could have done with probably another striker. There were players we could have got and looked at. But it didn't work out. Uh, losing Corbin U and Wing was a bit of a blow. But... We have to move on, but we got him in now. Let's see what happens and see if we can put a push on to the end of the season. So, community topics for today. Uh, first one in is from Maple Leaf. At this point, what would you be an exceptional position after 46 games? One automatic promotion is the only acceptable result. Two, playoff is okay and we'll see if we can get the mid mini tournament. Three, just miss playoffs is acceptable given all the injuries and bending restrictions. I see. I assume anything below eight is generally unexpected, unacceptable to anyone. 
So for me, at the rate we're going, I think if we get playoffs, that's fantastic. I think it will be good to see if we can do it. Uh, I don't know if we've got enough in the tank, but if we just miss off on playoffs, like I said, it's very acceptable considering the injuries and the spending restrictions. Now, I will say, at the start of the season, I did say I thought we would finish mid-table. I didn't think we'd be able to keep this sustained position we're at now all season due to uh, the league itself and having to have a new set of players come in and the pending restrictions. I knew how hard League One was. I knew it wasn't going to be a walk in the park. But I think if I I don't think we're anywhere near promotion. We're not going to get automatic. For us to get automatic, we need to go on one hell of a run and see Rotherham and Wigan and MK Dons mess up for me because they're the ones that are fighting for it. Now, with Wigan, they have 26 games in hand. They've got 26 games. They've got games in hand. They need to win all them to stand the chances you're catching up to Rotherham. I think automatics is off. Playoffs is doable. But if we're going to do playoffs, we need to win most of the games in February and see what we can do. Because we've got some games coming up soon, which against teams that we normally don't do well against. So it's like the little kind of team where we don't turn up for. And so if you actually have a look, so let's just have a look. We know we know February's a mental, mental game. Uh, a game. So we've got Wigan, Rotherham, Atkinson, Stanley, Donny, Fleetwood, Charlton. We've got to at least win, I say, four of them to have a chance. In in March, you've got like Gillingham and Cheltenham and Cambridge. We know how good they are. We've got Burton again as well. Like I said, we're going to have one hell of a run. Coming to the near end of the season, we got NK Don, Wickham and Portsmouth right in the very end. So for me, they are big games considering that we're going to have to go in there and get something because for us, you don't know who's going to be up there. MK Don could be in that automatic place and need to keep going. So we got to just take a maximum points as possible. We're on that verge where if we can go on a run and sustain it a little bit, we'd be able to do something and get it because we've shown if we go on runs, we had a 12 unbeaten, but we didn't score enough. We're now scoring bit. We've got people scoring from midfield now while we've got no strikers out. If we can get Gregory and Windaf back quickly and get them back up top, you never know. But it's going to be a difficult one, I think, for to get the uh, playoff because the players doing re- really well. The Oxford game really screwed us. If we won that and then got these last ones, I would say we're definitely in there for playoffs. But because we didn't get that result versus Oxford, I think we're going to either just miss out on it and not have enough. I'm hoping I'm wrong. Let's just put it that way. Thanks for the topic, Mayfully. Really like that one. Tom has wrote in, since we have a mass amount of injuries yet again, Big P69 is probably going to end up filling in various roles. While people heal, being a utility player that he is, where do you guys think he should play to his best, best help the team? Obviously, he loved being up front, but he's not exactly best there. 
Um, Dex has said in the past that he likes him at the back as a centre-back because he's done really well. But now we've got centre-back cover to, to a point. We're doing three at the back. I think you put him in either just behind a striker or in that midfield like wing role. The problem is you've now got Lang and Johnson in their right positions. And the only position right now we are missing is up top. Now, I don't know if it works better if you go with the five in midfield and then do a 3-5-1-1 one, one and have we, uh, have um, Patterson just behind, say, a Canberry or something like that. So it's a bit different because you've seen in games recently that where he plays, like I said, you don't know where he fits in now. That is the big issue with Patterson. He can play in lots of different positions, as can Palmer as well. They're very vital to have a player who can play every position. The problem with Patterson, when he's up top, he doesn't go enough. You can tell he's not played there enough this season to understand that role again. He, like last season, we were popping in with a couple of goals here, there and everywhere. This season, it's not been the right kind of run. And it's a difficult one. Right now, he's up top because we don't have the strikers. But after that, I actually struggle to see where he gets into the squad. Um, because I I don't think you drop Johnson, who's been a revelation since he's been put into his rightful position, been really good. Like Burton game, it was Patterson and Mendes Lang up top. Patterson didn't do much up top. It didn't really stick for him at times. But Lang, you want on that wing. It was Hunt and Johnson either side. I actually don't know where Patterson fits in. And I kind of worry for this due to uh, his contract not being sorted. I believe he's out of contract in the summer. And I'm also, I think we've got an option, uh, option for a year on him. And... I don't know if he would want that due to having the um, having the opportunity to go play 13 football because he's not really a 13er at the minute. Since while he's been at Wendy, he's had six to seven preferred appearances and 10 goals. So it would be interesting to see what happens with him. Uh, like I said, I do believe he's out of contract at the end of this year, but I also believe there's an option for another year with him if we want to. Yeah, he's out of contract on the 30th of June. Um, he's 27. I'd like to see him stay at the club, but again, I don't know where you're playing because he plays centre-forward, uh, right-wing and right-back. I really don't know where you're playing uh, this season. Like This season, he's been at centre-back. Um, and yeah, he, he played centre-back this season. That's about all he played, to be honest with you. Uh, and apart from up top as well. So I, I don't know where you see him playing in this team. I struggle to see where he fits in now. At the time when we brought him in, we needed him. We needed a player like him to just to help us out up top. But I don't know where you see him Fitting in, I struggle to see him getting into this team when you've got maybe some of the players back fit. So thank you for that, Tom. I We appreciate the community topics. People have been really good 
in the Discord this week as well, getting him in there, and on Twitter as well. Uh, there is a section on the Discord. Get in the Discord. You can come and have your talk, say about things Wednesday. There's lots of other topics as well. Get on the Discord. Leave your community topic for next week. But thank you for then, Tom and Maple Leaf. So the next game is against Wigan. Wigan's record is 17, 5, and 4. They've got 56 points. It's 2.1 per game. They're second in League One. Their home record is seven wins, three draws, and three losses with 24 points. Their away record is so much better, and they are at Wednesday on Tuesday night, so we have to be careful of this. They've done 10 wins, two losses, and is it two, 10 wins, two draws, one loss? Or it's other way around, I can't remember, um, kind of thing. They have got a really good record away from home. They have got... 32 points away from away from home. They averaged 48 goals, 48 goals, and then a goals against is 25. They got a goal difference of 23. And their last game was a very good draw versus Oxford, who are in hell of a lot of form at the moment. So getting a draw versus an Oxford team in good form is really good for them. But this is the end of Talking Wednesday. I hope you all have a good week. Uh, let's hope we can get three points and keep pushing on. It's a big week this week. We've got Wigan and then we've got Rotherham on Sunday. So it's a huge week to see how many points we can pick up. If we can come out of this week with six points, I will be very happy indeed and have that puck going on. But I'm a realistic person. So maybe we come out of this with, say, I take four. A win against Wick, Wickham and then uh, a draw against Rotherham, considering how good they are. It's two big tests now with a squad that is not the best breads, but there's room that we could improve it if need be. But yeah, thank you for watching and listening, and we will see you in the next one of Talking Wednesday. See ya.